Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, Joe Biden on the world stage in his first foreign trip as president as he tries to repair relationships with old allies, sending a message to Russia and China. President Biden arrives in the U.K. for his first overseas trip with plans to give half a billion doses of COVID vaccines to the world and previewing a week of whirlwind diplomacy. We're going to make it clear that the United States is back. Falling short, new signs the U.S. may miss the president's July 4th goal of partially vaccinating 70 percent of adults. But how one major city is close to herd immunity. Plus the race to save the hundreds of thousands of doses about to expire. Exploiting the border crisis. An unprecedented surge in opioids flooding in from Mexico. Fueling the skyrocketing number of overdose deaths nationwide. An uptick of ticks. The new warnings about Lyme disease. Blood-sucking insects spreading all over the country in unexpected places, including the beaches of California. Privacy concerns. A new feature from Amazon. Could millions be sharing their internet connection without knowing it? Severe weather alert. More flash flooding in the south. More heat and humidity in the north. Is relief finally on the way? And a graduation day surprise. One student's selfless gesture that could change a classmate's life forever. This is the CBS Evening News with Laura O'Donnell.
Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with President Biden's first trip overseas, a mission the White House says to repair relationships with allies and deliver a warning to adversaries. And in a bit of vaccine diplomacy, sources tell CBS News that Mr. Biden will announce tomorrow that the U.S. is donating 500 million doses of Pfizer shot to 92 countries, a goodwill gesture designed to blunt criticism that his administration isn't doing enough to end the pandemic globally. So for a man who has spent his political career focused on international relations, Mr. Biden's presidency has centered on one issue, beating the virus here at home. This week's tour will change that with plans for Mr. Biden to reaffirm America's membership in NATO and to face off with Vladimir Putin over ransomware attacks against the U.S. launched from inside Russia. Not even a swarm of cicadas could stop tonight's diplomatic mission, though they did delay flights in Washington, grounding the press pool, covering the trip for six hours, and even landing on Mr. Biden as he made his way to Air Force One. CBS's Nancy Cordes is traveling with the president and is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Cornwall, England. Good evening, Nancy. Nora, we learned of that purchase of half a billion Pfizer doses just as the president was landing here in the U.K., and the timing was no accident. President Biden arrived in the U.K. bearing housewarming gifts for the rest of the world. 200 million Pfizer doses this year, 300 million the first half of next year to be donated to 92 lower-income nations. The United States is back. His first stop was a speech to U.S. troops at RAF Mildenhall, kicking off an intense eight-day diplomatic swing. Tomorrow, he'll sit down with British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and hold several days of meetings with G7 heads of state before paying his respects to Queen Elizabeth at Windsor Castle. He then heads to a NATO security summit in Brussels, Belgium, and then cap it all off in Geneva, Switzerland, at a high-stakes summit with Russian President Vladimir Putin. The United States will respond in a robust and meaningful way when the Russian government engages in harmful activities. President Biden suggested today he's seeking a reset with foreign friends and foes. Make it clear to Putin and to uh, China that... Europe and the United States are tight. They weren't as tight the past four years. Former President Donald Trump postponed last year's G7 summit after allies balked at his proposal to let Russia back into the group. I think Russia should be a part of it. Since then, Russia-based hackers have stepped up cyber attacks on U.S. companies, including the Colonial Pipeline and meat supplier JBS. The White House says that topic will be front and center when the two leaders come face to face next week. To meet with Mr. Putin to let him know what I want him to know. The summit with President Putin may be the last thing on President Biden's agenda, but it's clearly top of mind for the White House tonight. Nora. Nancy Cordes, thank you. Well, tonight, a new government report answers some key questions that came out of an ugly incident last June. This was when U.S. Park Police and other federal law enforcement agencies forcibly cleared protesters from Lafayette Park near the White House. Well, soon after then-President Trump posed for pictures at a nearby church, CBS's Chris Van Cleve on what this new report found. Tonight, vindication for the Trump administration. 
an inspector general report finds federal law enforcement officers that aggressively cleared protesters and media from outside of the White House during last summer's social justice demonstrations did not do it to make way for this presidential photo op at St. John's Church. Is that your Bible? The findings support this from then-Attorney General Bill Barr to face the nation's Margaret Brennan last June. I gave the green light at 2 o'clock. Obviously, I didn't know that the president was going to be speaking later that day. But when Bill Barr arrived at the White House later that day, the report says he asked police, are these people still going to be here when the president comes out? The use of force in Lafayette Square was heavily criticized and is the subject of a federal lawsuit against the Department of Justice. The report found the U.S. Park Police and other agencies that swept through what is now Black Lives Matter Plaza did it to make way for expanded security fencing after nights of violent unrest. Seven o'clock, that's a flashbang. All right, so we are just minutes away from D.C. 7 o'clock curfew. You heard the flashbang. That is an attempt to clear the crowd out. While the IG report says officers made three announcements to disperse the crowd, it came as a surprise to many. Other law enforcement officers, demonstrators, and our CBS News crews on the scene did not hear any warnings. Tonight, the former president, Mr. Trump, is praising the report as highly detailed. He says it completely and totally exonerates him. But it's important to note that this was limited in scope. It was done by the inspector general for the Department of the Interior, focused on the U.S. Park Police response. It did not talk to Barr or other former Trump administration officials. Nora. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Well, tonight, there's growing concern that COVID vaccination rates are losing steam in every state. CBS's Anna Warner reports tonight from San Francisco, where there's a different story developing. Across the country tonight, vaccine rates are dropping. Less than 400,000 Americans are now getting their first shot each day. In April, it was nearly 2 million. The falloff threatens the Biden administration goal of getting 70 percent of adults one dose by the 4th of July, a target that could create so-called herd immunity. But that protection varies wildly. In Alabama, just 38 percent of adult residents are fully vaccinated. In California, it's nearly 54 percent among those eligible. San Francisco is 69 percent. Are people in San Francisco safer from getting sick? Yes, they are, without a doubt. Because? Because the, vac- the level of immunity is so much higher. We're so much closer to herd immunity. California plans to lift all COVID restrictions in less than a week. But the rapid growth of variants troubles doctors, especially the Delta variant first identified in India. One of the things that COVID has proven is there it's really good at curveballs. Meanwhile, millions of Johnson & Johnson doses sit on shelves, many about to expire. A possible solution? Extending the expiration dates. They need to look at the science. We don't want to push the expiration date if it really isn't as effective anymore. For people who are still unvaccinated, more states are offering incentives. Cash lotteries, free beer, and in Washington state, free pot. A promotion called, of course, Joints for Jabs. Former Surgeon General Jerome Adams questions those tactics, tweeting, I'm just really starting to get uncomfortable with the public health trade-offs here. And the messages were subtly sending our youth. Is it really worth it? In San Francisco, Mayor London Breed says there are still residents to reach. The fact is we still have a huge population of people who still need to be vaccinated. Even here in a city with those high vaccination rates, data shows 10 percent of San Franciscans age 65 and older have yet to receive a vaccine shot. That's compared to the nationwide total of 13.5 percent, Nora. All right, Anna Werner, thank you. 
Flood alerts remain in effect tonight for parts of Arkansas and Mississippi that have been swamped by more than a foot of rain this week. This is a church that got flooded in Stuttgart, Arkansas. Tonight, the slow-moving storms are pushing east. Farther north, the heat wave that has gripped the northeast for the past five days is finally expected to break tomorrow. We want to turn now to a flood of drugs coming into this country at the U.S.-Mexico border. Record amounts of opioids, and along with them, deadly consequences. CBS's Janet Shamlin reports tonight from El Paso, Texas. Along the Mexican border, drug cartels are seizing opportunity. We are seeing that the cartels are exploiting um, our current influx of unaccompanied children, as well as our influx of single adults. And they're bringing hard drugs. Border Patrol agent Joel Freeland says U.S. manpower focused on human smuggling is enabling traffickers to move staggering amounts of drugs, including 59 pounds of highly lethal fentanyl seized by Texas troopers the last six months. If that almost 60 pounds of fentanyl had reached the streets and not been stopped, what could have been the result? The result is mass casualty. In a year. Fentanyl seizures have jumped 800% in Texas. The drugs coming across the border here are fueling an unprecedented epidemic across the country, the toll of which can be counted in the skyrocketing number of overdose deaths. Among them, 20-year-old Jacob Del Hero of Colorado. I wake up most days in a state of shock. I cannot believe that I've lost a child. Jacob is among the more than 88,000 Americans who died from overdoses in the 12 months ending October 2020, up 19,000 from the same period a year before. It'll live with me for the rest of my life. My wife had to watch as I screamed and begged for my son to breathe. Border Patrol agent Jerry Galvan knows heartbreak like that often starts here. They cut into it and set it up beforehand so they know where they're going to be coming through. As agents say, the cartels use a flood of migrants to move a river of drugs. Janet Shamley and CBS News, El Paso. And tonight, we're following a nationwide invasion of ticks. The disease-carrying bugs are turning up in droves as we head into summer, and they're being found in areas long believed to be tick-free. Here's CBS's Carter Evans. All the things that we're walking by right now could be filled with ticks. After battling Lyme disease, Dana Parrish thought she was safe from ticks when she moved from New York to the California coast. Now you come back from the beach and you got to check for ticks? Yes, unfortunately. I hate to break it to you, but that's exactly what you have to do. Researchers recently blanketed the brush along Northern California beaches. We're surprised to find large numbers of ticks and on that coastal chaparral. Typically, the Northeast is the epicenter for ticks in the U.S., and scientists are expecting an explosion of ticks there this year. Warmer, wetter winters could be contributing to the larger numbers of mice they like to feed on. And more ticks means more tick-borne illnesses like Lyme disease. The CDC's most recent data shows cases in 48 states, with nearly half a million Americans being treated for it every year. So they're looking for blood, basically. 
basically, and they can be as small as a poppy seed. Parrish was infected seven years ago on the beach in New Jersey. At one point, she went into heart failure. Within five months of that tick bite, I lost every part of who I was. Scientists say it's not the sand sunbathers need to worry about, but rather the walk to it. These are things that people in California don't think about when they're going to the beach. I hope that this study will bring light to the fact that it is here. If finding ticks early is the key to avoiding Lyme disease, so check when you get home and then take a hot shower. Finally, put your clothes in a hot dryer, and that'll kill off any stragglers you may have brought with you. Nora? Carter Evans with the good advice. Thank you. And here's a question. Would you be okay with sharing your Internet connection with your neighbors? Well, if you own an Amazon device, you may already be doing it after the company quietly launched new technology this week called Sidewalk. CBS's Meg Oliver tonight on why it's raising a number of concerns about privacy. Adam Cost installed two ring cameras and a ring doorbell for extra security. We like to know what's going on in our yard, and we like to know that we feel safe. Alexa, show me my calendar. But now millions of people like Cost, who owns Amazon devices like ring cameras and Echoes, were automatically enrolled into Amazon Sidewalk, a shared network which allows some smart devices to communicate with others outside of your home. And how do you feel about it? You know, I think we decided to uh, disable the option, but we don't necessarily think we need to be sharing all that information with all the neighbors. And likewise, I'm sure our neighbors don't want to share that information with us. The tech giant says Sidewalk will help devices stay connected even if your Internet goes down by sharing Internet bandwidth with your neighbors. But privacy experts say consumers should be worried. My biggest concern is essentially that um, consumers may not be aware that Amazon is turning on this feature in their device, exposing them to some potential security and privacy risks. Alexa, turn on the fan. Okay. Tech analyst Dan Newman believes the security risks to consumer data are minimal. Why do you think these concerns are overblown? Amazon knows what's at stake. If the company is to fail to secure people's networks through its sidewalk service, there's going to be a major fallout. Amazon boasts Sidewalk has three layers of encryption to protect consumer data. But for people who still want to opt out, they can do so at any time by signing into their Alexa or Ring app account. Nora. Alexa, thank Meg Oliver. Thanks, Meg. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cashback events, and it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Tonight, there's shocking video of a bus crash in Brooklyn that left more than a dozen people hurt. Watch as the bus driver loses control, swerves into a parked car, and then jumps a curb and slams into a building. Well, engineers are worried the building could collapse, so two days later, that bus is still stuck inside as workers try and stabilize it. All right, in Idaho today, Chad Daybell pleaded not guilty to murdering his two stepchildren and his previous wife. And a judge ordered his current wife, Lori Vallow Daybell, committed to a mental health facility before deciding whether she's mentally fit to stand trial. Prosecutors say the couple used their belief in doomsday scenarios to justify the killings. 
All right, now a frightening encounter with an angry elephant. A truck driver in South Africa came across a herd of elephants, and dash cam video shows one elephant charging at his truck, slamming and then bending the hood with its trunk, and then pushing the 5,000-pound truck backwards. Another angle shows the look of fear on the driver's face. Uh, Good news is, luckily, he was not hurt. Graduation ceremonies are often predictable, but something remarkable happened when a student decided to go off script with a selfless offer. Here's CBS's Nikki Batiste. As the class speaker at her Massachusetts high school graduation, Verda Teta earned a standing ovation. For every immigrant child, you can make it. But it's what she did next that had the crowd in awe. After winning a $40,000 scholarship, Sorry, again, for interrupting. The 17-year-old gave it away. I am so very grateful for this, but I also know that I am not the one who needs this the most. Teta is heading to Harvard this fall on a full scholarship, but she could have used the money for expenses. What was it that made you think, I want to give $40,000 away? It just was a thought that there's someone sitting here who might have a struggle, you know, like my mom did when she was going to community college. Mom, Rosemary, an immigrant from Ghana, got her community college degree when she was 47. In that moment when Berta says, I'm giving this money away, what was your reaction? I was just happy. I stood up and I started shouting (laughs) so loud. I was afraid those in front of me would be like, why is she that loud? (laughs) But I was so happy with her decision. You know, you don't have to have the world to be able to give anything. You know, you, the little you have, just think about others around you and how you can help. Teta plans to study chemistry at Harvard, but it's clear she's already learned what really matters. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Looks like Verda's ready to take on the world. How'd you like to spend a night in a luxury hotel for free? Well, tomorrow we look at the incentives employers are offering to fill vacant jobs. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.